The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is the most wonderful time of the year. All across New England, it's officially strawberry season. Towns across Connecticut are holding their annual strawberry festivals on Saturdays and Sundays in June. Last weekend, when we were down in Long Island, we had our first farm stand strawberries of the year, a rare chance to bite into a ripe strawberry and have it red all through, not with the tasteless white core of a berry picked early and shipped from California. And if you're lucky this time of year, you might even get the chance to go strawberry picking and encounter one of the great paradoxes of a free market. The less work the person selling strawberries has to do, the more you pay for them. <laughs> so that if they pick them in California and ship them here, it's like $6 a quart. If they pick them at a local farm, it's nine. And if you pick them, well, you get to pay 12. But of course, it's worth the extra couple of bucks, especially if there are children involved, to have the amazing experience of standing on a sunny day in an endless field of fruit, picking ripe berries right off their vines, warm from the sun, and popping them into your mouth, maybe even without paying for all of them. I won't tell anybody if you do. And this is what the incredible bounty of spiritual life can sometimes feel like. We're surrounded by the beauty of the world and the mystery of God. We can walk into any church on any Sunday morning and hear beautiful music and reflect on God's love and pray. We can explore the world and find the spiritual traditions of eight billion people from thousands of cultures who have tried to understand and approach the divine. Any time, any day, we can take a moment to sit and be grateful for something or maybe read something from the Bible or a devotional. There's so much out there waiting for us, and all we have to do is to reach out and grab a taste. After all, Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At the same time that I'm rendered, reminded of the incredible bounty of that you-pick experience of faith, I'm also reminded of the news this week from the Episcopal Church's Executive Council meeting, which noted, among other things, some alarming trends in the availability of clergy. In every region of our church, the Northeast, the Southeast, the West, the Midwest, there are about four or five times as many open positions for clergy as there are priests looking for a new call. And it's about to get much worse. Roughly one half of Episcopal clergy are within 10 years of retirement. Not me, for better or for worse. <laughs> the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And if this is true of clergy, I think it's even more true for lay leaders in the church. In parishes like ours across the country, a dedicated core of faithful lay people and volunteers are in very real danger of burning out after rotating through every possible position in church leadership over the course of a decade or two. And of course, that's a vicious cycle because the fewer members there are in a church, the more each one has to do to keep things going, and the less clergy time they have, the more falls on lay people. And yet the harvest remains plentiful. I will admit that people are not like strawberries, so the metaphor may start to break down a little, but I can't help but think that being part of a church in a community like this is a little bit like standing in a field full of ripe fruit like that, with only two hands to pick them all. There are 20,000 people in this neighborhood 
give or take a few, and only say 100 active members of this church, a couple hundred more at the couple other churches in the neighborhood, I'd like to think that maybe another couple hundred of those 20,000 might appreciate, might even benefit from the good news of God's unconditional love for them. In the same way that you and I benefit from hearing that good news, from being reminded of God's beauty and forgiveness and grace every week. There are so many ways that we can serve this community. There are so many people who might need to hear that good news. The harvest is plentiful, and yet the laborers are few. And what's true for the church is true for individuals as well, of course. I said there's this incredible spiritual bounty around us, but the reality is the amount of labor we have to harvest it in our own lives is often scarce. Even if you're one of the relatively few people who want to pick that spiritual fruit, it can sometimes feel difficult. The strawberries are there, ready for you, but there's just too much going on in life to be able to harvest them. And so prayer or quiet time for reflection can become just yet another task on an overwhelming list and the one that's easiest to sacrifice in the pursuit of the rest. But it seems that this has always been the case. The harvest has always been plentiful and the laborers have always been few. At least this was true for Jesus' little crew, those dozen apostles in the midst of a whole society, sent out to go to the whole people of Israel from just the 12 of them. They had an incredible opportunity to share the good news Jesus had for them, that the kingdom of heaven has drawn near, but they were so few and they had so little time. So what were they to do? Jesus answers this question for the disciples in a way that I think is kind of interesting and illuminating for us as well. He sends out the 12 and he gives them pretty simple instructions. Go, proclaim the good news. Take no gold or silver or bag with you. And then he says, wherever you go, as you enter the house, greet it. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, Shake off the dust from your feet and go. Now, not many of us are likely to become itinerant wandering apostles, laboring to gather in the harvest door to door as Jesus' disciples did, although in some Christian traditions that is the case. But all of us are laboring in some vineyard in our lives. All of us are out in some field trying to harvest something, hoping that the seeds we've planted grow up and bear fruit. Maybe for you, that's in your work life or in your family. It might be in some ministry or group or activity you're involved in in the church or in the community. Or it might be in your own prayer life or your own personal growth or development, your own attempts just to get out of your own way. But what Jesus says to the apostles is just as relevant whatever that field may be for you. If their efforts aren't bearing fruit, he doesn't tell them, take up your cross and endure it in this instance. He doesn't tell them, offer it up to God. He says, shake the dust off your feet and move on to the next town. It seems important to me to say that this is not advice to give up when the going gets hard. If anyone won't listen to you, shake the dust off your feet is not good relationship advice, whether that relationship is romantic or with a friend or family or with members of a church. But Jesus gives us the permission to do some spiritual discernment and to ask ourselves, is the thing that I'm doing right now, is this labor in this particular field hard 
but fruitful? Or is it ultimately fruitless? Picking strawberries, after all, is hard work, the kind of thing that's fun for a day and literally backbreaking for a job. But it bears good fruit, like many things in life. There are so many ways to pray, so many berries we could pick. There are so many ways to be involved in the life of a church or a neighborhood or a community. There are a lot of jobs, even multiple professions, believe it or not, if you really need a change. Not all of them are easy, but if something is draining you of life, if something is stopping you from growing, if something is not bearing fruit, it's important to remember that there are other strawberries in the fields. And maybe this row you're standing in right now has just been plucked empty, and there's nothing more coming out of it, no matter what you do. There are many things in life that are worth doing, even though they're hard. There are many houses worthy of the blessing of peace, many fields that bear good fruit despite the difficult labor. And there are other things that simply aren't. There are situations where the appropriate answer is, as Jesus says, to shake the dust off your feet and head down to the next town. Because that's the answer to this conundrum, to this question of a plentiful harvest and few laborers. There's no time to waste on things that won't bear fruit, and there's incredible opportunity somewhere else. I should say that this is not my resignation sermon. Um, in case anyone's worried, this, of course, is a community in which our collective ministry has borne, I think, incredible fruit recently. But it's a reminder that Jesus encourages us to stick to things that are hard, but Jesus gives us permission to step away from things that don't bear fruit. And I hope that we bring that to our lives in this church as much as to our own lives together. For after all, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.